makes you such a threat? We choose the right to be who we are. We know the difference between the reality of freedom and the illusion of freedom. There's a way to live with Earth and a way not to live with Earth. We choose the way of Earth. It's about power and power. You're listening to First Voices Radio, and I'm Tiokazen Ghostor, sending you greetings and strength from the east gate of Turtle Island, where the sun and the water touch the earth at once. And this is an all-native hosted, all-native produced First Voices Radio. Now in its 29th year broadcasting, and Liz Hill is a producer of First Voices Radio. And you can hear us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Buzzsprouts, Spotify, as well as First Voices Indigenous Radio.org for archives. And today I'm spending the entire hour with Rezwa Manakam, and we'll be discussing grief and trauma, indigeneity, reclamation of cultures, and autonomous practicality separate from identity, how racial structure is a default for Western thinking and history. And Rezwa Manakam is... The New York Times bestselling author of My Grandmother's Hands, Racialized Trauma and the Pathway to Mending Our Hearts and Bodies. And Rezma created Cultural Somatics, which utilizes the body and resilience as mechanics for growth. Also, he is the author of two other books, 101 Tips for Emerging Justice Leaders, and a powerful book on conflict and relationships titled Rock the Boat, How to Use Conflict to Heal and Deepen Relationships. And Rezma has served as an executive directing behavioral health for several nonprofits and a business owner for over 28 years. And more information about Rezma, you can visit Rezma, which is R-E-S-M-A-A dot com. And for many years, you've heard First Voices Radio speak about the peoples of culture and how the schematic called the people of color differ from the perspective that evades what is a hard topic to speak of and let alone here. So I caution you to hear something if you can, if you want to change 
how you relate to the world, such as the psychology in the world that people accept today has a massive bias. Vast majority of studies, about 96%, examined only people from European backgrounds. And yet people of European descent make up only 12% of the world's population. So the whole field of psychology is studying only a thin slice of humanity. So the problem, bias isn't a problem if the goal of the research is to figure out how Western people think and behave, but the bias becomes a major issue if the goal is to figure out how humans think and behave, especially when the slice of humanity you're studying is really, really strange, as we see Westerners who turn out to be very elitist, very nationalistic in that way of power-driven goals. So I offer that to you, and we'll go right to Resma as we begin with talking about people of culture and people of color and the differences. Listen, man, I'm so clear about the terror and the horror and the stress that's connected with this European understanding of color. I am so clear about that. I'm so clear that our peoples have to reclaim culture have to reclaim and not just not just aesthetic cultures because I think sometimes when people when our people hear things is that they hear aesthetic culture they hear drumming they hear uh, 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 dress they hear those things I'm talking about how we move through space and time what we're more to the people that we come from the things that were said the things that were whispered in our ears the things that were in the womb like those are the pieces are the reclaiming that we have to begin to do the aesthetic stuff is fine. I, I, I like a good drumming circle. I love a good uh, meal from my grandma and all of that, right? But I'm talking about something that ties me back to creation itself. That's the resilience pieces. Good, because creation as itself in nature is still there. It's still there, still feeling, still moving in motion as it always That's has it. been, That's unchanged it. while changing all the time. That's it. And we ain't going to get there by adopting and continuing and not to, and not excavating that object European mode of operating, that logic only mode of operating. We ain't we ain't going to get there by trying to emulate white folks. I just I'm so clear about that right now, man, that they white folks have got such a pain and such a long history of pain with each other with their own bodies, that they couldn't do nothing but once they came out of that stuff in the 13th century, in the 12th century, in the 14th century, they couldn't do nothing but when they met your people. They could do nothing but 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 push that pain through your people. That's not I mean they, there was nothing, I mean, the brutality that they had experienced at the hands of other white folks, they did not, they they had no healing. So by the time they started venturing out on them boats and they got to see people like us, right? There was nothing else they could do but to blow that through us. Exactly. And when you think about where the originality of who we are is the indigeneity, so to speak, where do we come from but that natural rhythm or three, two megahertz the the earth is, is that that's the natural music we had with our feet, you know, different parts of the earth had different rhythm and movement, different music. Yeah. 
And then that was staying in place. Now it's imported and now we're going for the top 40. That's part of <laughs> losing who we are, our original music. It stayed here. We're home. What happens when when I'm always thinking in, in English and thinking in those formulated uh, subjective, objective nouns, I can go back and understand, okay, I was told that wiyukcha is a word for thinking or thought processing. And then when I go back to look at the etymology of that word, we, now get this now, Resma, is, is the we is the sun, the moon, and the stars. It could be any one of those in the heavens okay. and those. And then yuk, yuk is like giving, giving. And then cha is like a tree. So I'm like, but that's our word for thinking. Now, now if I get it mm. right, the sun is giving consciousness to the tree, and we mm. are basing our thinking upon the consciousness of the tree, the cha. So the, the sun gives, and then the, the tree gives to us. But mm. what are we doing? So for us, like appreciation is like the highest, the highest intelligence. Appreciation is the greatest wealth. Uh, one can exhibit appreciation. Mm. But I expected nothing else when me and you got together. So so, so when I think about the idea of rhythms and land and um, indigenousness, you know, I think, I think about, like, I was transported here. My ancestors were transported here from being indigenous. And one of the things that the Europeans did, even in Africa, was to usurp the indigeneity. And that indigeneity is not, it has never been and is not divorced from what you just said, from the sun, from the moon, from the tree, from the roots, from the wind, right? That indigeneity in uh, here in, in North America, in South America, that indigeneity in, in New Zealand and Australia got usurped by this sense of things that was only that which you could see, that intelligence and beauty of what some of my ancestors called nefer, which, which is a word for beauty, that, that sense was usurped by this, only if I can see it and manipulate it and use it, does it have value. And that includes people and that includes creation. And so for me, when I think about this idea of indigeneity, that means to me connection. It means being able to, to listen to the rhythms again being close things that we can interpret. See, the thing about indigeneity is that indigeneity means that you've allowed yourself to be conditioned and tempered by the intelligence that already is and already was. And, and the European has no understanding of that. The closest they can get to that is religion as a collective. The closest they can get to that is stealing yoga from somebody. That's the closest they can get to collectively. So thought provoking where when you think about the rhythm, as you were saying, the indigeneity and how they've taken away that closeness with the earth, there's something out of balance. It's at least a step or yeah. two behind. And I think what, what happens with anthropocentric thinking is that we, we're trying to outthink the earth. 
yeah. kind of, you know, yeah. and we feel always behind because we, we were calling it climate change or whatever. Yeah. It's like, a lot of indigenous peoples were saying 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, something's changed. We, right. get, we better get ready, be in rhythm right. with the earth. So then yeah. I think about, oh, you know, the, the latest um, thing is body, mind. Oh, but, come on. But to, to, come rec- on. to recognize, wait, the earth is who we are. And that's yeah. our mind. That, that's who yeah. we are. Yeah. And, and so, you know, to take it into ethereal confines of concepts, yeah. you had to, way back when, the earth people were disappeared from Europe. They, they yeah. kill them all is yep. that in comes the concept of domination, which is when you go worldwide, indigenous peoples don't have that. It's not that we have to, or that we want to, it just is that we relate to the earth in a natural rhythm, body, mind, or whatever they're saying, yeah. the Wiyukchan, as I said, but that's what we're, we are being kept from to alleviate this like you said, historical grief. So, brother, as I'm listening to you, one of the things that, that's coming up for me is there there is a sense for me that, and I've and I've watched it, I've watched it, I've been watching it for a number of years. And this idea of indigeneity and peoples and rhythms and being connected to all that there is. I think one of the things that happens is that people who have been conditioned and tempered in another way, conditioned and tempered to think that logic is is the God of all and objectivity is the God of all, right? That when it comes to, for certain people, when it comes to the things that uh, indigenous people uh, and your people do is that there is a there is a vibe there is a feel there is a connection there is an understanding even if we are even if we have not been able to articulate what it is even if it's been beat out of us through boarding schools even if it's been beat out of us through uh uh uh, uh, uh english immersion right even if it's been even if it's been marginalized as nothing i think what happens is is that if we there is a reclaiming that our peoples must do right and a reclaiming that our peoples must 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 demand that there is a boundary because one of the things that i've seen brother is i've seen europeans learn try and learn on and and this is and this is not in a in in a way that is collective right the one thing about the about the european is that they will learn other people's ways not as a collective but as an individual and i think what we have to do as peoples as as indigenous peoples from all around the world i think we have to be very clear about the boundaries because one of the things that i've seen brother i've seen europeans learn about the uh Osheries of um, spirituality, and then they learn it, and then they go get a degree in it and come back and start teaching indigenous people and black people about. It's crazy, man. It is. It's. It's one of the things. Like, like when I have Europeans try and tell me about ancestral stuff, there's such a rage for me when I see Europeans talking about ancestral stuff of indigenous people, 
ancestral stuff of African people, ancestral stuff of, of Asian people. It's more, it is such a vileness. I think as a people, and I'm starting to see it, I'm starting to see our people say to white folks, back up, back up. No, you ain't gonna learn our language in this way. No, you ain't gonna come to our lodges or our sweats in this way. No, you ain't gonna learn the drummings in this way because it's because this is a collective thing that came up, that came that emerged through hundreds of thousands of years, right? And so, go learn collectively what you need to learn collectively. You can't just as an individual come and do this. Now I know some white folks gonna be listening to this and they're gonna, they gonna talk about, they're gonna say, Teokasin and, and, and Resma was talking that, you know, racial divide stuff. We ain't never been together. White folks ain't never been together with us. So to talk about divide would suggest that we started from someplace that we never started from. And so for me, this is really about for us and our peoples is about a reclaiming, not a not a divide. It is a reclaiming. And if you can't tell the difference, that's on you. That ain't on us. Kind of saying that, well, to our to us, the history didn't start until they start calling us Indian. And then it started all that. That's their story. But our story is way beyond that. 1492 and thousands, you know, hundreds of years before that. And right. I'm thinking about the whole um what am I saying? The sort of living experience rather than one that we are kind of like you you said, someone's going to go to a, a native sweat and all of a sudden they know all about it, come yeah. back and they package it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a training. That's not, you know, it's not That's the true right. way. And then this That's is right. how you do it. So this paradigm that I'm thinking about is, uh, again, there's another word. It's like this incapability to to stay put. And they're restless, searching for a home, and somehow they're never allowed to find it. And I think that's just the whole idea of property and ownership comes yeah, up. That's it. But it's only through domination that they can find that and thinking, but yet they're still owing demand, you know, with whatever yeah. property taxes, and, yes, you know, mortgages, and they like they think they have a home. But yeah. in a moment that bank can come along and snatch it up and like that. What is our position as the indigenous folks, the original nations that we are, um, we're talking about? Um, I think more or less, because I've been in the Apaha is like the messenger, you know. Okay. So being a messenger, but in, in this context, we, um, my role has been being a messenger, not just for the human being, but for those that are being human with That's the right. earth. Yeah. So the message yeah. is really the earth. It's, it's yeah. crying out louder and yeah. that only this real origin can actually show, display, not teach. That's the difference mm. here. Yeah. Show people how to really be free. Yeah. And wild, yeah. all, all wild means is with spirit. Tame yeah. has to be dominated. Tame is domesticated. Tame is without yeah. spirit. And I think that's why... They say, oh, the black folks are so passionate. Those native people yeah. or whatever. Yeah. They, they, they make up synonyms for us. That's them. right. Yeah. That's right. Rather than rather than seeing the being in us, right? That that I am the way that I am is because I come from a people that are the way that they were, right? And you know, 30 years ago, I um went through a process with some elders and received a name, 
Rezma Menachem means he who causes to rise in the alignment of truth using the foundation of his people. So that is both my name and what I'm supposed to do. And before that, before that, when, when my elders gave me my name, as soon as they said Rezma, my whole body relaxed. It was like, that's me, right? And such a, and my family had a hard time with it, brother. My family had a hard time with me getting the name because even when something brutalizes us, if we know it for a long period of time, it feels like a blanket. It feels like a blanket of security. And so when I said to my dad, I said, you know, I took a new name. Here's my, you know, here's my name. He said, you a Mason. Do you know what being a Mason is? And, in the, and this is his voice when he's saying it. And I said, yeah, it's the name that my ancestors, the last plantation that my ancestors were on. He looked at me and he dropped his shoulders. He goes, I'm gonna need to work on this. I said, yeah. I said, yeah. And so I think our role, brother, is to be clear. I think, I think our people's role, role is to be clear about the essence of who we are and clear about the boundaries and clear about what has happened and clear about the need of reclaiming. I think what we bring to the world is a clarity that says, yes, you are not and never have been defective. You are not to be compared to white folks or white bodies. They are not the standard of humanness. But what that means is that you must now excavate, reclaim, and reimagine what that means for you, yourself right now, and your people's coming forward, right? That, 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 that is what I think we have to offer. Uh, in, in terms of being a messenger, brother, I think what we have to do is we have to take that, those roles seriously of our peoples and let our people know that our peoples must take that role seriously because if we don't, this world will not survive. This mm -hmm. is not just about our peoples not surviving. The very essence of where we came from, the very soil that our that that goes between our toes, will not survive on the current trajectory. So I think our clarity is what we have to do now. Is what we have to bring now. That's so that's so true. When I think about, because I often say the earth doesn't lie. So where is our thoughts originally stemming from? Or is some offshoot of some errant? messenger that has to go into the head rather than staying with the heart and the whole earth will reclaim us eventually anyway. Anyway. <laughs> so where are we becoming from? You know, gravity is, is rule. Gravity rules, That's right. right? That's right. And so when we, we're trying to lift off and go everywhere, and, but here it's that the clarity that you talk about is coming from the fact that the earth does not lie. And where are our languages? Where are our allegiances from? That's it. Where is where are our language? Where is it from? And be serious about that. It is tied to the rhythms of creation itself, which means that I don't need to go to anybody else but that. And I must condition and temper my body to be able to receive that. Mm -hmm. I don't have to go through you. You are not the arbiter 
of what is and is not. You are not. That, that my very body is both a receiver and an amplifier. The literal construction of, I think about this, brother, the literal construction of our bodies both receives vibes and vibrations and amplify like the like the bell of the head and then the bowl through that when you when we when me and you were talking and I hear you go mm, there's a vibrator there's a vi-. you don't have to say you don't have to say Rasma I really agree with the technique that you're talking about and the, re- the reality of the, the spring theory and all you ain't got to do all that when you go mm, right and you close your eyes or I go mm, right. That's vibratory. That is that is a amplifier and a receiver because that thing that we're grunting on is true in its essence. And the language, me and you don't even have to speak the same language, brother, but when you go, mm, I go, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> That's so true. I don't know what to say. I can't say nothing else. That's just what it is, how it is, right? How it is. Um, so, you know, when I talk about the, the messenger and the origin of who we are, the real origin, and calling us to become free again, so to speak, that the earth is always asking us and now really telling us uh, because of what's going on in the world. But with her, it's a, I think, and this may seem a little egotistical, but I think part of it is to show them how to make the journey not to some happy human state, Yes. something far vaster and here here's the thing here's the catch the natural human and that is halfway through an interview i'm doing with resma manekam who is the author of my grandmother's hands racialized trauma and the pathway to mending our hearts and uh, our bodies and um yeah and so we're going to take a little break from that we're going to come back to First Voices Radio in a bit, so you can think about what it is that we are talking about is to become a human, a human being.
Listening to First Voices Radio. My name is Teokasin Ghost Horse. And that was John Nemeth from the album Stronger Than Strong. Come and take it. We're going to continue with Resma Manekum on First Voices Radio, and we're talking about the human being and very engaging conversation I had with Resma. The natural human. To be the natural human. Yeah. Yeah. Brother, this is the only thing that I have that I that in terms of our vibe. The only thing that I want to push back on with gentleness a little bit, okay? I don't think it is our role to teach them. I think it's our role to be all that we can be, and hopefully they will recognize the beauty of it and figure out how to develop it for themselves. I think the European brutality, what I call the Euro violence, has been so replete among them that collectively, they're going to have to learn to just stop, pause, and slow down. Not in a yoga sense, not in a bypassing sense, but slow down collectively and begin to work with all of the grief and pain and brutality and terror that they never dealt with. And what we can do as peoples, as indigenous peoples, because they have indigeneity too, right? It just got stomped, it got obliterated. That what we can do as bodies of culture and peoples of culture, what we can do is we can say, we're here, we're around you, but we ain't doing the work. We are here, we're around you, and y'all got some things you're going to have to lean into. And you could either do it or you ain't. But you ain't stopping us from doing what we need to do. And I am not going to deflect the learnings and the love and the things that my people need in order to come over here and try and condition you when you have you have not even created a container by which your conditioning can take place. So I'm not doing that until you create the container by which your conditioning can take place. I'm going to put my efforts over here where I have more of a sense of what my people can hold. I know that. I have a sense of it. And I'm going to cultivate those pieces you got to do over there that I have no interest in. And that's where the the difference between teaching and showing. Teaching is not a, I mean, you you get this a lot from how to do something. But but how do you do that? It's an yeah. life is not an instructional instruction manual. It's right. like not in my back pocket. It's that's right. What that's saying, living living reality rather than using reality is the big. That's thing. it. That's it. Living reality. Right. Ooh, I love that. I gotta write. Hold on, brother. I gotta write that down. Yeah. Because yeah. you you have to experience, not experiment. I mean, there's somewhat yeah. of that, but if mm-hmm. you're listening to those ancestors, you're talking about learning to understand. The the strangest prospect of all of that is, if I could say it, the death of our mortality. In other words, we have an idea mm-hmm. that we that we are going to die, but my uncle would say, if you if you can't take it with you, then why take it now? <laughs> <laughs> right. You, know, you see where that other thing is right. going that we can right. take it all, and that we're going to go to some heaven. That, yeah. that, that kind of is a bypass from doing what we need to do now. That's it. That's it. 
And for me, brother, I think here's what's so, see, see, let me say this. They tried to kill this in your people. They tried to genocide this out of your people. Brother, that me and you could be sitting up here talking like this is amazing. This is how you know the great spirit or the creation. This is how you know that it is. So, so for me, trauma is not, uh, is not um, primary. This creation energy, this stuff, this is primary, right? The trauma, the trauma stuff that, that energetically tries to thwart, but it's trying to thwart the creation energy. So the creation energy is actually primary. The thwarting is not primary. And one of the things that I think about, brother, is the fact that me and you are not walking down the street in our perspective places going, blah, 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 and that we are actually talking about how do we get our peoples to get some sense of reclamation and, and connection, that the fact that we're able to do this is really a testimony to creation, that's enough of our of our ancestors' resilience got passed down to our ancestors, to our ancestors, to our elders, to our mamas, to our daddies, and then enough of it got into us to where we can now be talking the way that we're talking. And what happens is, is that this gives room for that ear that has been conditioned to hear the voice within the voice, as my people would say listening to the voice within the voice. And then these words blossom and bloom in their hearts and begins to begins to push away any notion of fraudulence, any notion of shame, any notion of imposterness. These are the pieces that I think for us, that's important for what we're doing right now is for our people to hear that this is actually possibility. It makes me wonder how many people have turned off the radio by now, because yeah. when when they hear this, like, and how many are brave enough to stay with what we're saying is because right. a lot of people who may have turned the radio off and just doesn't want to listen to this are saying, oh, those people, they're, yeah. they are plotting against us again. Yeah, right. And right, we're not right. even doing that. We're not, right. we're acknowledging who we are. And that's if that's right. dangerous, then that's yeah. not our problem. That's not that's our band-aid. Exactly right. It's not our bandy. I think about the people that have turned it off, brother, and I say good. I say good riddance. Turn it off. But that one, that two, that three, right, that don't turn it off and hold and rock while they're listening to us, that moan while they're listening to us, that grunt while they're listening to us, that 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 are shucking peas while they're listening to us, that are that are uh, burning sage while they're listening to us, that are looking out the window while they're listening to us, and they stand with it. Those are the ones that because those are going to be the dogs for our people. Those are going to be the ones that's going to be like, give me more, give me more. So the ones that turn it off and can't take it right now. Good on you. Maybe in a year from now you'll come back and look for that. Look for this. For and look look for this this uh, this audio, right? And and say now I'm ready. That's it. That's the key to, and it does happen. For example, but when I was a teacher, here it is, 20, 30 years later, and some of the students who are all grown up in their own families and whatnot, 
once in a while I get an email or run into uh, a Facebook thing and they say, you remember when you came to our school and you said this? Yes, now we know what you're saying. And one of the terms was this thing that I said way long time ago. Who knows? Maybe I heard it or read it, but I remember saying it exact exactly that because I was I was realizing it's it's the word. There's a difference between realizing and I said real eyes realize real lies. Real eyes realize down here to the heart. That's right. That's right. Real lies up to the head. That's it. They took mm. it and remembered it mm. all these times. So what you That's said it. is, yes, what we're saying is coming from, that was the past. That was the ancestor, from the ancestor. And out here is the future we're saying this. So what, what do you think about this thought? Is that we say um, every moment is innocent, but the other world that came here has 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 intoxicated innocence with a thing called guilt they don't know what innocence is yet when i go home to the elders they're as if they were 10 years old because they did not they're not working their lives from guilt we're doing the right thing so we can get to another place when i when i hear you say that a part of me a part of me lands in this place um and that landing is a place of discernment. And what I mean by that is, the thing that you landed in the young ones early on, landed as a clump. And life, life began to work on them in a way that they had to learn to deal with the quaking And in learning to deal with the quaking, discernment started to show up. And what I mean by discernment is that they were able to tell this from this, the constriction and the thwarting from the resource and the the true, the creation, the stable, the primordial, right? That happened. That is a process of discernment that we all must go through. So when you say that there's there's a level of innocence, that level of innocence is not like people think about innocence, like, you know, something that's bestowed upon you or, or, or a baby. That's one type of innocence. But the other type of innocence is, is directly infused with curiosity, is directly infused with this sense that I must go through something to be able to discern what from what in order to allow room for that innocence to be birthed more. So that's the way I, when I think about the term innocence, I think about it as a process of discernment, a process by which at the moment that we're introduced to something that is new, different, overwhelming, it comes as a clump our process began to pause long enough so those things can be quaked and moved with each other so we can begin to go, oh, that's that. And then it moves back together. And then you go, oh, that's that. 
And in the process of that is a contemporary, is a tempering and conditioning process. And this is why the quiet and the pausing is so important is because when you got too much going on, you can't tolerate this. You can't tolerate the movement of being able to hold, oh, that's that with that particular energy, that particular texture, that particular direction, that particular pressure, right? I can tolerate it long enough and watch it move back and then move this and tolerate it long enough and watch it move back. And in that, in that, uh, in that movement, something else emerges through. You're describing perfectly what, how the, the peoples and different nations in Turtle Island dealt with each other, mm -hmm. that they would move into an area where there was a particular medicine. They always leave enough. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Say there's 100% they take 10%. Yeah. And, you know, so on and so on. So there would be more next year. Yeah. And so when you were describing a, sort of a morphing yeah. back and That's forth, the next, yeah. the next nation would come in and, and do that. So there was always yeah. a movement rather than this is the border and that's the border. Yeah. Even that relationship today, as I see it, is, is the Occidental world is, 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 uh, they are rutted in, in ownership. I think yeah. that's in the way of everything. It gets in the everything. way, domination, everything. And, and they've been away from what, that process that you described, the morphing. Yeah. There's no yeah. movement, so it's stagnant. And of course, right. an easier thing to think, the, the bypassing that you talk about is a thing called tourism. Yeah. <laughs> so they go places to feel like they're at home. The home is, we can say easy, oh, it's inside, but it's really, if there was a, a border, the biggest one that we say is that there is no difference between the inside and the outside. And, mm -hmm. and I think that that's the, the separation of body and mind. Parts of our body are named after parts of nature. Yeah, yeah. See? And so that yeah. consciousness of nature, like the tree, is, is like the cha of our torso of a tree so that means there's a consciousness alive within us because all those four elements are conscious intelligences consciousness they're alive they're aware and that intelligence is in you so that's why mm. i'm saying we cannot cut that spiritual umbilical cord with the earth by going to another planet until we yeah. take care of this and the thinking process and and i think i'm not going to give it any hope I'm just going to look for its practicality <laughs> that there is right. something happening and it, it is seems to be this is eventually where the earth has to return to being original, the yeah. original thought, the original seed. And those are indigenous peoples. They yeah, speak the gotta, languages. It's got to come back to us. Yeah, That's the thing. All of this, white folks can do whatever they want to do right now. This eventually has to come back to us. <laughs> it has to. There's no, there's only so far, there's only so many Mars trips you can take. There's only so many trips to the moon that you can take before you either blow up what you got or slow down enough to realize that you can't keep running. Hmm. You can't keep running and you're going to have to come back to us. You're going to have to come back to the indigenous peoples, mm. right? You're going to have to, because, because the ways in which you, there's, there is a zenith to the ways in which you move. You either come back to us and come back to this on your own, or come back to us and come back to this 
when you ravaged everything and sucked the marrow out of everything. And then it might be too late because y'all done done so much. I was thinking about something you were saying about the body. I was thinking about like in the work, some of the work that I do in terms of working with people, like when I'm working with, you know, bodies of culture and the, and the trauma stuff, that the bone, the skeletal pieces of the body, right, is actually earth. It is, it is, it is actually grounding. It is actually earth. I, I, so sometimes what I do with, with, with clients when we're, when they have this really airy sense of them, when I, when I have them, I'm working with them and they have this really kind of overly airy sense of themselves. One of the things that I have them do is I find that bone right there on the wrist and I just have them just play with that. Just, just play, have them find a kneecap and just play with it. Right. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't I don't have no magical answer to people. Well, what's going to happen if I do that? I don't know. Let's, let's <laughs> tap it for let's tap it for a couple of years and see. Right. Let's 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 work with it. Right. And so I think about the, the about the bone being earth, the blood being water, the mm. air being breath and the fire being temperate and, and temperature. And so many of those things are out of balance with each other. The idea of getting us to begin to slow down and sense into those pieces of earth and bone and temperate um, and pressure as, as not as an abstract tool. There's a there's a sister that I that I know and love named Leticia Nieto. And she told me one time, she's a she's a professor of social work, and she said that one of the things that used to bother her for years is that. Social work students, master's level social work students would come in and they would say to her in one way or another, I need you to teach me tools. I need tools. I need more tools to figure this stuff out. I need tools. And she says she never understood why in her belly that didn't that that bothered her. She, you know, something about this is not is off. And then she said one day she was in her class and uh, she was hearing them say that. And then the, 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 the ancestors gave it to her. And they said, ah, she said, what you want is tools, which would suggest that there's something to be fixed, that there is a correct tool for the correct job. And all I need to do is give you the correct tool and you will be able to fix something. What I want you to begin to think about less about tools and think more about toys which would suggest something that you explore with, something that you see if it fits, if it don't, then you try something else. There's an exploration here. So I don't, I'm not going to help you with tools. I'm going to help you with toys. And this idea of beginning to play with this stuff, not having the answer, but play with it so something can emerge is something that the European has no collective uh, agility with, no collective acuity with, no collective stamina around. That's very clear to me. Yeah. My heart hears that. And my head could throw a thousand theories out there, yeah. right? Because it's been trained in the West. And I was yeah. thinking, is there really a need for theory because we can rationalize it and, and delineate into million things like creation and creative yeah. And, yeah. and imagination and whatever. But is there really a word for theory and the etymology of theory simply means show, 
like theater. Show. That's it. That's all show. it means. A show. And right. and yet there's no evidence that it will work. So working in this practical mystery that we are, are in. Oh, I love that. We're looking, we're looking for, as you say, a tool. But yeah. then you go back to original peoples. Is there room for toys? I'm I'm, I'm not talking yeah. taking off of the, the saying that you're saying, but in you go to indigenous peoples, there's not toys, but you see, when did that become something to distract children? TV yeah. has become a toy. Yeah. Uh, the video games are a toy to distract you from being and being outside. Because we didn't have any toys growing up, by the way. We yeah. had the horses yeah. and we had the earth. And and I'm yeah. thinking that yeah. these are, are basically the toys. That's it. That's what I mean by toys. Yeah. That's exactly what I mean about the, but But toys, I mean exploration. To be able to hold exploration. Playing. Not playing, not not playing in the term of frivolous nothing, right? I'm talking about playing in terms of exploration. Yeah. And that temper and that tone and that quality is missing from a lot of the stuff that we talk about, from a lot of the things that you know the Europeans want to tell us is standard and the correct way to do things, that idea of exploration and what you would like some white folks are probably and some white affected folks uh, of our people might be listening to this and then they'll go well exploration that's what you know that's what we do when we go into the world and when we try and explore different different uh planets and stuff like that that's not what i'm talking about exactly. i'm not talking about an exploration out there I'm talking about an exploration in here and in, in here connected to this so so real and we can go out with this is that, tell me your thoughts, of course, um, that in the indigenous peoples all over the world and being with a lot of indigenous peoples, and I began to notice that what I didn't notice already was that, yes, we indeed in relationship have that relationship with the earth, with the wind, with the fire, with the water, but the fact that we still hold, and I wouldn't say perform, but we hold, it's like drinking water. We don't know where it's a ceremony, but we are hold we hold ceremonies, the water, the fire, the wind, and the earth. We actually hold those ceremonies. And that keeps that's our science, so to speak. Because of our ceremonies, we're recognizing and appreciating. We're not taking and you know into some experimental lab control. And that's yes. the difference. Our ceremonies yeah. are about recognizing and acknowledging yeah. the mystery. Right. Yes. And the ceremonies are are not the thing itself. The ceremonies actually hold the quaking and the things and, and have been tempered and conditioned enough to where it can hold this stuff and hold, the, that's what the ceremonies do is they hold the energy, right? That's why the tempering is so important. And many times people will see that who don't understand what's happening. They'll see that and they'll try and duplicate it and wonder why it falls apart. One, because they haven't done the work to actually condition the container. They're just doing the aesthetic stuff, but you have not done any, no years of conditioning. Let's, let's take ayahuasca, for example. They go to Peru or Bolivia, wherever, and, and they grab the plant and they, they pay a shaman, quote unquote, and the shamans are not even shamans. But the background, the backdrop they bring back and there's no culture to support where they took that 
intelligence of the plant. So they delineated into their science of it's going to make us better, but yet it's killing a culture and it's taking right. away that That's plant it. intelligence for, from where it really belongs with the earth. That's it. That's it. Is there anything to rectify that except for going back to the beginning of our conversation? It's on each of us. It's on each of us. Peoples are peoples. And it. it's facing that grief, you That's know, it. by not projecting it. it to to onto the black folks or onto the, the native folks. That's it. That's yeah. it. We got to stop. I think for us as peoples is if people hear anything that me and you have said is this. Our bodies have been where America has done all of its dirt. America created the indigenous body and the black body to handle all of that Euro violence that they never dealt with. And it, it, they heaped it and pushed it through our bodies. What we have to do is not, is not ingest that and do that to each other. We cannot do that to each other. And we have to stop and resist the urges to do that to each other. When I think about different things, when I, I have never owned, ever owned, a Redskins jersey or like that, or Braves. I've never done that because it always felt weird to me. It always felt funny to me. What happens to you will eventually happen to me, right? It will eventually happen to me if we don't watch it. And so I think what we can begin to do is that as peoples is stop, is stop blowing the pain that was vertically blown into us and then blow it through each other horizontally. That we have to stop and we have to catch ourselves in our own peoples and, and just stop. So we, we know this. We we need to, um, like you said, need to, but do we want to? That's the difference. And I think one thing to be sure of that it, something's going to happen no matter whether we no have control what. or whatever about it is like, if if I was to try to solve the mystery, that would make me go crazy. That's but, it. Like, but if I accept the mystery. That's, that's right then things are so cool that's it that's yeah. it thank you wow man you're good this is beautiful you're yeah, good man it's you're just... good brother we brothers we 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 doing this together we we are we are good good feelings to you and your family thank you, know, you. Uh, it's good for you to be here it's good to have your family and mm. let's do this again sometime in a circle oh, of life yeah absolutely yeah. I appreciate you so much. Thank you. And uh, we'll be talking soon. And that was Rezma Manekam, who is the New York Times bestselling author of My Grandmother's Hands, Racialized Trauma and the Pathway to Mending Our Hearts and Bodies. You can find more about Rezma Manekam at resmaa.com. You've been listening to First Voices Radio. My name is Teokasen Ghosthorse. Thank you for joining us.
put soul in this image This is music for the free spirit Inspiration for those who really need it Not those who listen but those who really feel it Songs of our time Teachers of our story Let it be written in the mazes Survival of a culture is the reason that we made it Yeah Survival of a culture is a reason 